I'm Max Pringle with these headlines. President Biden will deliver a speech on voting rights today in Philadelphia. He faces growing pressure from civil rights activists and other Democrats to combat efforts by Republican-led state legislatures to restrict access to the ballot. Biden has declared that protecting voting rights was the central cause of his presidency, but the White House has come in for criticism for not doing enough. Biden's speech is meant to kick off a public pressure campaign, but Senate Republicans have blocked federal voting rights legislation. Several states have enacted voting restrictions, and others are debating them. Republicans have seized on former President Trump's false claim of massive voter fraud in the 2020 election as a pretense for curtailing ballot access. Texas legislative Democrats fled the state for Washington, D.C. Monday to block a quorum, or a minimum number of lawmakers needed to be present to act on Republican legislation that would limit voting rights. The legislation in Texas would include limiting voting hours and other restrictions. Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott said he would keep calling special sessions through next year if necessary and raise the possibility of Democrats facing arrest upon returning to Texas. A fire that erupted at a coronavirus hospital ward in southern Iraq has killed at least 64 people. That's according to Iraqi medical officials. Two health officials said more than 100 people were also injured in the fire that torched the coronavirus ward of Al-Hussein Teaching Hospital in the city of Nasiriyah on Monday. Victims' families angrily blamed both local officials and the federal government in Baghdad for years of mismanagement and neglect. Overnight, firefighters and rescuers worked, worked through the ward in the darkness. Officials had said the fire was caused by an electrical short, but provided no more details. Another official said the blaze erupted when an oxygen cylinder exploded. Prime Minister Mustafa al-Kadimi chaired an emergency meeting in the wake of the fire and ordered the suspension and arrest of the local health director, as well as the director of the hospital and the city's director of civil defense. A government investigation was also launched. Thousands of people in Miami marched in the city's Little Havana neighborhood in solidarity with thousands of Cubans who marched on Sunday against the Cuban government, food shortages, and the mishandling of the COVID-19 pandemic. Such unsanctioned protests are extremely rare in the authoritarian country. Cuban police have been out in force to control them. President Biden told reporters yesterday that he supports the protesters' right to demonstrate peacefully. The United States stands firmly with the people of Cuba as they assert their universal rights. And we call on the government, government of Cuba, to refrain from violence or attempts to silence the voice of the people of Cuba. The last such widespread demonstrations in Havana happened in 1994. President, President Miguel Diaz-Canel accused Cuban-Americans of using social media to incite the protests and blamed the island's economic woes on U.S. sanctions. South Africa's rioting continued today, with the death toll rising to 32 as police and the military struggle to quell the looting and violence in two provinces. Future Story News' Mark Routen reports that what started out as protests over the arrest of former President Jacob Zuma on corruption charges has descended into violence. What started on Friday as protest action against the imprisonment of former President Jacob Zuma took less than 24 hours to degenerate into pure criminality. On Monday night, images of ongoing looting were broadcast live alongside President Cyril Ramaphosa's address to the nation. He says that government will restore law and order in affected areas, but for hundreds of retailers, it is already too late. Mark Routen, South Africa. 
California's new coronavirus rules for public schools eliminate physical distancing and make sure students won't miss class time, even if they're exposed to someone with the virus. But the state says it will still require everyone to wear masks while indoors. The state promised to review and possibly change this rule by November 1st, but the move has angered some parents. Some parents groups say they're preparing to sue the state over the new rules. Dr. Monica Gandhi is an infectious disease doctor and professor of medicine at the University of California, San Francisco. She says the state's new rules are reasonable. I'm Max Pringle. You're listening to Sojourner Truth on Pacifica Radio.